0: Look what you made me do. Look what I made for you. His name is Old Man, Old Man Way. I live by A girl. I die by the foot. Old Man, Old
1: Man Way, Old Man. I'm about to do something terrible. Old Man, Old Man Way, Old Man.
0: Old, Oh! old man, Old Man Nope, not doing this. We're not doing this. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Point Old Man. Old Man.
2: Fucking screen, I get upset. Say it again. But what, what happened? I said I hate fucking John Moxley. He's fucking trash. I, Every yo, fucking match he's bleeding for no reason, doing hardcore stupid fucking shit on TV that people don't want to fucking see. Garbage.
0: Yo, Dean Ambrose used to be my guy.
2: Yeah, Dean Ambrose wasn't getting skewers stuck in his fucking head on WWE TV.
1: <laughs> I'm assuming this is wrestling.
0: Yeah, I started the conversation before you hopped on and I'm
2: just actual like, skewers, not a joke.
1: Yeah, what is what oh, is ECW there? like that? Essentially. ah, essentially it what is. It is.
2: But then there's other people on the show that I really love. Ricky Starks is fucking amazing. Incredible. They got a lot of young black talent that's good. So it's it's a hit. And it's one of those shows that's hit and miss. I hate the young bucks; they suck.
1: But as an observer, people, like, me, as an observer of wrestling that knows nothing at all, was going on? I ha- I have to say I've seen a lot of black faces associated with the different organizations, and I don't know if that's something new. The thing is, I honestly remember a lot of the black wrestlers growing up, but it just seems like there's more of a highlight, especially like the women. A lot of, a lot of um, women of color.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of Black um, wrestlers. The, this Black uh, Willow Nightingale for AEW is amazing.
0: Yo, she's a powerhouse. <laughs> I love these a- little Willow Rider.
2: AEW is such a hit and miss thing, like, for me. It's like parts of the show. Well, Collision, which comes on Saturday, is fucking great every time I watch it. It's just amazing. But that's CM Punk's show, so he doesn't do any of that stupid shit. The, kid, the Young Bucks aren't on there. None of the stupid shit is on there. So it's, it's like a Actual good television show with stories and promos, and it's fucking great. And then Dynamite on Wednesdays is often full of dumb shit, except when MJF is on the screen, and the rest of the show is fucking stupid. <laughs> is MJF that- is probably the second, like behind Roman Reigns, like he's the best wrestler out there. Like him and Gunther are tied for second for me. I can't MJF wait is fucking until- great.
0: I can't wait until Gunther's world champion. That like that, that dude is gonna be a fucking menace. Yo, anytime you say, good, I think leader hosing, you should. <laughs> okay, dude, that that checks. That, that Yo, let me tell you, you think those Ric Flair chops were something? Duh, this dude will hit you. <laughs> they sound like like if you took a, pa- a pack of those like poppers, you throw it at the floor as kids. If you threw all, if you just made like one big one and threw it at somebody's chest. That's what it sounds like, Gunter. Gunter, and Gunter. I love how um, Samantha says his name,
2: Gunter. She's gonna kill her voice. She keeps uh-huh. doing that fucking voice for a long time. Her voice is gonna die. I mean, she's only what's she doing? Like what, uh, four or five
0: times a week, and only? Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> you say only yelling... four
1: week like that's not a freaking full-time job
0: well it's but it's not like she's doing it every second of every day so she's probably saying yeah. it what like going to like 10 seconds every 10 minutes maybe and that 10 seconds is kind of pushing it and it's not like she's going Arr! or every like you know like with everything sometimes it's subtle like my favorite is the um what the hell is her name kelsey green <laughs> she says everybody's voice night
2: actually huh I think it's a pay per view night. Yep, a WWE payback. WWE payback. for AEW. Wonder which one's going to do better. Well, WWE is going to do better because AEW just had their big fucking show last week, the biggest wrestling show in history. Which is kind of re- it's kind of amazing that that happened for AEW and not like The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin or anything like that. Hulk Hogan, AEW sold eighty one thousand tickets legitimately. God damn. Yeah, and like in um London, right? Yeah, Wembley Stadium. It's the biggest, it's the most tickets sold for a wrestling event ever.
1: I wonder if this is a trend because this is this is unrelated but related at the same time. Recently, uh forgot the name of the college. One y'all can so, go it if y'all want. So that's what I yeah, um, Nebraska. Um, so that's wrong.
0: Yep. Uh WrestleMania 40 topped the all time record uh with twenty six uh Oh wait! Oh, I got that wrong. Hold on.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a, that's that's a lower number. But I was gonna say Nebraska's volleyball team just had like over ninety thousand people in attendance, and it was the largest. It was the most in attendance for a female sports, um, uh, a, a female sport ever. So I wonder yeah. for seeing a trend of people like actually going out and buying these tickets. And,
2: oh yeah, this remote. For- yeah, um, they're five-time w- national champions.
1: WWE holds a record
0: with 90, um, 90,000 plus tickets sold.
2: No, they didn't sell 90,000 tickets. That's a lie. That's something that's a number that Vince made up for WrestleMania 3.
0: So, yeah, it's not WrestleMania. So, okay, let me ask you a question. So, you're telling me one person can lie, but the other person can't. Vince
2: McMahon's always lying. AEW didn't, didn't do the tickets, the ticket people confirmed the number. WWE makes up their numbers. They even admit it in their stock. And when they do their stock calls, because they're a public company, they have to do the real numbers. And so they always tell a different number than what they announce. But for some reason, like the people, like Wikipedia and stuff keeps the like a number that they actually announce. But like their biggest, like WrestleMania 3 is not their biggest one. It was a couple of years ago in Dallas, whatever it is, WrestleMania 39 or 40, something like that, was their actually biggest one. And they end up selling like, 38 72,000 tickets or something like that, and they give it. They but what WWE does, which is funny, is yeah, they count.
0: Um, it was WrestleMania 38, 78, 60, yeah. 363.
2: Yeah, 78. That's their biggest one ever because what they actually do when they announce the number is that sometimes they just make up a number, and then other times they count everyone in the building, like wrestlers, cameramen, mic people. <laughs> Uh, security people—they just count everyone in the building, and they say like, "This is how many people's here." And so the AEW I mean, number—that's
0: not a lie—that are saying people in attendance.
2: Oh they, Jesus but,
0: Christ!
2: And they also <laughs> count.
0: Is, 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 am I wrong? It's it's people in attendance.
2: And they count comp tickets, so the AEW number was just tickets sold. They didn't even count comp tickets or wrestlers or camera people or anything like that. That's insane. Which, and I'm glad I. Which wasn't. is kind of absurd.
0: I love that, uh, what's her name, Saya won uh, Got her uh, world title, won her world title in, like, her home, home uh, country. Oh, Soraya. Soraya. Yeah. Soraya. That was super dope that she won her, um, won the world title in her home country.
2: Yeah, and that show, that that show's a microcosm of AEW. Part of that show was excellent. You see, Punk Samoa Joe Max was excellent. The MJF Adam Cole thing was good. The Soraya match was pretty good. Like, they had some good matches and then they had the fucking... John Moxley, fucking seventeen people bleeding, taping your <laughs> hand with glass, and punching people, and sticking skewers in your fucking head, stabbing people with a fucking fork—bullshit. I t- I I literally stopped watching the show. Then I fucking got on my phone and started. I was I'm not watching this shit. Turned that shit. I came back and I, you know, it's funny. I came back like twelve minutes later, fifteen minutes later, that shit was still going on, and one of the fucking people in the match. Changed their fucking outfit. I said, "What the fuck happened?" And I looked on Twitter. I looked on Twitter, and apparently, he like fell off a fucking ladder or something. Like he was dead. And then later in the match, his music hits, and because it's Penta, right? And so Penta has two names. It's like Penta El Cero, right? And that's like the fun-loving Penta. And then he has Penta Oscuro, who's like this hardcore fucking demon person. So he came out. In his black outfit. And then in the middle of the match, he comes back out with his music in his and his penta oscuro in all red. And he tries then he immediately tries to climb up a ladder. The fucking ladder legs break. They break, so he can't even climb the ladder. So they have to help him up to the top of the ladder so he can do his spot on the ladder through a table. It was so trash. I hated it. I hated every second of it. Damn it, Wade. Bobby finally saw the flash.
1: Oh Jesus Christ. Uh, I gotta relive this. Hey, I should have read the
0: document. <laughs> so, all right. I'm gonna say this. I'm in the minority here. The Flash wasn't good. It was not a good movie. It was under average. So if, if five is average, if, if five and a half is average, I'd give Flash a five. And only because the first 20 to 30 minutes of that movie was just unwatchable garbage. But it got better after that. But just trying to get through those first 30 minutes, I'm like, yo, I'm glad I didn't spend money for that. Like, that movie, ugh, the first 30 minutes of that was just fucking awful. But it did get good. Sasha Kaye was great. Michael Keaton was great. Uh, seeing The Flash, uh, Barry Allen's character, kind of evolve a little bit, seeing it like, oh my god, I am this annoying prick. You know what I mean? Seeing him mature was great. His alternate version becoming evil was kind of cool. But... This is this goes to the point that both Brandon and Javi have made over and over again that the DCEU is a fucking menace. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much this, this is it's like it's like they accumulated everything that was wrong with the DCEU and then put it into
2: Shazam 2 and The Flash. Bro. Well, those movies they didn't give a shit about, they just had to put them out there because they paid so much for them. Because if you watch the last, like to me, the last two movies that I actually count is Suicide Squad and Blue Beetle, and both of those were very good movies, very good movies. Blue Beetle is the best movie they've done. Um, wow! And so I have confidence going forward. I don't well, I don't know what the fuck to think about this Aquaman shit, but I I really have no I think idea. You, I think you just said it right there. It's gonna be shit. <laughs> like, but,
0: I have I have zero faith in that um in that movie like i think that is just gonna be a huge piece of shit like but i after well, aquaman
1: i got faith <laughs> i was more curious this is this is one of the reasons why the flash was horrible because it has knock-on effects right like i almost don't want to watch blue beetle Like i know blue beetle is awesome but i almost don't want to watch blue beetle because i feel offended that they, that they <laughs> like right. And then, and then that that the the the, the last stinger, the, the post credit scene with Aquaman, what 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 was that? Like, what are we? What was, was that setting no, up? It was nothing. <laughs>
0: and <Aquaman. laughs> I don't even. Oh, the, I feel like the, that's going to be Aquaman. <laughs> if that's Aquaman, then like fine, but like it's going to be like I just have no faith in like, this new Aquaman, and I love Jason Momoa, but this movie is going to be
2: absolute trash. No, blue beetle was fucking awesome mm-hmm. like that that movie man like i knew it was going to be good though because it was supposed to be on hbo max and, and look, james look, gunn look, saw the movie yeah. and said we need to give this movie 20 million more dollars and put it on uh the big screen <laughs> that tells me he saw the movie and was like this shit is good <laughs> and it, it was actually very 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 good I can't wait. I'm hoping that James I've heard nothing but good
0: things about this movie and it's rare that especially with a comic book flick it's rare that that happens for me. So I'm hoping that they keep the uh, the gentleman who plays Blue Beetle and I hope that he's still playing. I'm actually looking at the cast now. Uh, gentleman's name is uh, Zolo Maraduena. Um, if I apologize. Yeah, he's I'm... from Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai never die. Um never seen he's, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You never seen Cobra Kai?
0: Never seen Cobra Kai.
1: Oh man. All right. You like corny things. You like you like good, you like corny things that are actually good, so you would love it.
0: That's what I've heard. I've, I've saw one fight that uh the main character had at the end of last season when he was fighting some dude that was fucking with him, but he was drunk. And yeah. I was and I was like, this and like they. And Brandon will understand this. Like, telling a story in a fight. And I was like, they told a damn good story. Like, I didn't need to know anything going on to know that there was, like, real animosity going on there.
1: And And, and I'm pretty sure Blue Beetle's a great movie. And and, I, and I'm, I'm going to see it and all this other stuff. But look at the box office return to the movie. Like, the word of mouth. Usually when word of mouth is this good for a nerd, based movie a comic book movie those numbers skyrocket right like i think um black panther the first black panther uh, that billion dollars a lot of that came out of word of mouth bro like thinking about it like it was it was like a cultural thing right and when i hear about blue beetle here it's good right but i'm also hearing people say like oh like we can't trust the dcu yeah, like, word of mouth. Word of mouth carries these movies. Like, these movies that have, you know, B or C tier comic book heroes that, like, unless you're a fan of the genre, you don't really know about, they depend heavily on word of mouth. And the fact that, you know, this movie's so good, yet it's struggling to, you know, break even, is indicative of what the the, the previous DCE movies especially Flash, especially them too you know did to their reputation and, and and it sucks because as fans bro I think we deserve to have like DC movies that we could really enjoy but I mean I'm hoping that the studio is brave enough even if this doesn't make a billion dollars to still move on still 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 carry you know st- still allow James gunn to do what he what he has to do especially since James gunn didn't direct this he still has, you know, we're, we're still waiting for his universe to kind of kick in. But you know, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the the horribleness that was at DCU in the past doesn't have the knock on effect that I think is going to have moving forward, bro. Because I would hate, I love as much as I love the MCU, I would hate for the MCU to be the only serious comic book franchise that we have in the theaters. You know what I mean? And you know, we really can't blame anybody but horrible management. Horrible, horrible production, horrible direction, horrible writing. Great casting. But yeah,
0: and as all, y'all have said, like it's never like the, the issue is never the casting. Yeah. You know what I mean You so. gotta
2: they, they 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 gotta come out. Warner Brothers and James Gunn has to come out in some type of public forum and make it clear to people that this shit is starting over and that yeah. it's a new person in charge. And so people can give them a chance. Because they're not gonna give them a chance. They think it's still the old universe. They got to make that shit clear. They can't. They're trying to play it both ways, a little bit. Like Suicide Squad was a half reboot, not a whole yeah. reboot. They, they try to like, uh-huh. even though it was very good. They need to make that shit clear so people can trust them again. Because there's no way people are trusting them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. No, no
0: argument here at all. Uh we've been gone for a while, and I'm mad we haven't actually discussed this, but we're gonna talk about it now. The Hellfire Gala was a game changer for Marvel Comics.
2: Bro.
0: <laughs> like uh for those Bro. of you don't know, during the the Hellfire Gala is has been the uh three years running, the mutant government of Krakoa have put together a gala, as it says in the name, and during this time, like they invite celebrities, diplomats, politicians heroes, villains, and they bring them over to Krakoa for an event. And also during this time, they announced the new roster for the X-Men.
1: And they usually they usually introduce some new mutant technology that they're gonna introduce to the world. Or something. I think they had I think Forge was building like he, he had like some new building materials that was going to change the way it was going to end homelessness. Yep. That's exactly
0: what it was. I'm looking I'm actually looking at it right now. That's exactly yeah. what it was, Javi. And like he had like yeah. this whole plan, he had like schematics to all this. Um, something else that, before we get into that, because uh, I actually have the uh, comic book open now, the first thing that we see is Kamala Khan was brought back to life after she died in Amazing Spider-Man 26. Uh-huh. We find out that not only is she huge inhuman, but she's a mutant. She is the first mutant inhuman in Marvel Comics history. Um, and for those you don't know, and you can give us a Google to fact check me, even though I'm right. Uh, the original creators of Miss Marvel wanted Kamala Khan to be a mutant, but due to the Fox 20th, century yes. Fox BS, they made, they, went, they had to make her in a human because they wanted the Inhumans to replace the mutants. That didn't work out because the Inhumans spent the last, and I've said this on dozens of podcasts, the Inhumans spent 60 years of their existence getting their ass whooped by the Fantastic Four. Why would
2: anybody put anything? In that? Um, Except he- for Infinity. That was the only time. Yeah, when Black Bolt went to space and he fought Vulcan and he was fucking. They broke the fucking space time continuum or whatever. Oh, um, uh,
0: not that wasn't Infinity, that was a uh, War of Kings. I War think. of Kings, yeah, that's the only Infinity time that was-
2: humans were cool.
0: Yeah, uh, right after that, the Hellfire Gala starts. And-
1: Go ahead, I'll just add one more because because you know, we got to give um, uh, Black Bolt the guard, whatever his full name is, some credit. He also had a pretty awesome series where he was in a prison and he yeah. didn't have access to it, of course. It was him and, and um, Crusher came um, Crusher Creole, yeah. That was I don't I don't remember who wrote it. It came out maybe four or five years ago, I believe. And it was freaking awesome.
0: Yeah, I actually remember. I, I thought. Good. Uh, oh man. No, no, no. I was just gonna say I remember reading that and like like really loving like how how great it was. It was written. Oh, actually don't Hold on, I'm actually looking it up now because I'm pretty sure I have it. It was written by Saladin Ahmed. He's also the same person who is going to be writing Daredevil number one this month. And he also wrote Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Not the one that's um, going on now, but the previous one.
2: I thought mm. Forge was
0: in the vault. Mm, Wasn't he talking. stuck in the vault? Nah. No, 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 no not now. He, um, he, re- he was there to rescue... Laura who had been in there for centuries and he got out and saved saved her and brought her back to the the current reality where her name
1: is Talon, I wanna say. Yeah. Well let's just say his time in the vault or the things that he took out of the vault have come back to bite them in the ass pretty seriously yeah. during one of their worst times, but yeah, we'll get into that later.
0: Yeah. So um after the, and to Javi's point, Javi brings up what uh Ford was gonna was talking about and uh about him like trying to like re revolutionize like homelessness and like trying to get like excuse me abolish homelessness not revolutionize but abolish homelessness uh and just as the oh before that because I know Javi wants to discuss this two of the gods G uh acronym gods were at the Hellfire Gala
1: they just showed up I don't, yeah. And that's why I'm excited about them, because they seem extremely overpowered, but extremely chill. Like, nobody just shows up at a Krakoa event, even though it wasn't at Krakoa, but nobody just shows up and just swings their dick around around the mutants. I mean, till directly after the Hellfire, like, Hellfire like, yeah, like, ended, but we'll get to that. But they came in, they were like, yeah, we're here, um, checking things out, and uh, stay tuned, because we're probably going to beat your asses pretty soon. Yep. So, and Orcus, I'm excited, um, about, I'm excited so about the
0: who. are Yeah, and Orcus did the damn thing. They had planned this. The uh, they planned on invading the Hellfire Gala for probably like months, if not years. And the first thing they did was have, so, so.
1: Are we, we going to get into the red wedding part of this
0: gala? We're about to get into it. So they uh, first thing they Word. did was they send Aven- the Avengers out of the way. They send them over there like, oh, senators being attacked and. Uh, da, 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 da. It's like, oh, Captain America's being attacked. We have to get all these people out of here. And, like, so they got anybody out of the uh, Cocoa that could help them. And then they announced the new lineup uh, Talon, Sync, Cannonball, Prodigy, Frenzy, Dazzler, Jubilee, Fren- and Juggernaut. So excited about that team. Yeah, super dope you. lineup, super like eclectic. Like, you know what I mean? Not people you put in there. And then all of a sudden,
1: boom. Javi, take it from here. Bro, Nimrod came and made X-Men soup. He made <laughs> he made smashed X-Men. Like, Nimrod, Nimrod came in and crushed the building? Like literally destroyed everybody with one hit. Friggin' crushed Juggernaut's skulling, which I didn't even think was possible. Uh and then uh not Nemesis was uh Dr. Um Stasis. Who is uh I think he's the original nemesis. I don't even know at this point. He's not. They uh that was
0: during the one of the side before the fall of X comic books, we find out that he's actually a clone as well. The original he's a clone. Yeah, the original is
1: actually Nathaniel. Okay, right. So he his plan is just miraculous. They they uh Moira ends up stabbing Gene Gray in the Robot back. Moira. <laughs> Bro, who I love. She's my probably my favorite villain at this point. Um, Robot Robot yeah. Let's just say, bro, um, we were anticipating um Krakoa falling. Um, you know, I, I thought it would have something to do with destiny and Mystique, you know. Um, but they fell, bro, and they fell hard. They fell extremely hard.
0: Yeah, and an Iceman. Who was putting a whooping on Nimrod, right? But they
1: had they had a plan for him and essentially just melted him. Yep. I never seen that. Like they they just it didn't matter who you was. You could be the most powerful mutant at that point. They had a plan for you. Mm. Um and they actually ended up forcing Xavier to mentally control any mutants that did not have his um triangle protocol Red in triangle. place. Red triangle protocol in place. He actually forced every mutant on the planet through Kakoan gates to an unknown location, um, and they left him stranded in Kokoa by himself. Moira X letting him know that, she wanted him to know that all of this is his fault. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so we're she at a point an now al- where- And so she gave him an ultimatum. Um,
0: yeah. uh, MODOK had found a way to use, to take the Kakoan drugs that extend the lives of people and... For like some tune he used, that made them kill themselves. Killed, they made humans kill themselves. And if Xavier didn't force the mutants to leave, then Modok was just going to kill more and more people. So Xavier mind controlled everybody and told them to stop. And he surrendered.
2: They fake killed Mystique, though. Well, we don't know what's going on. Mystique has she? Have we is um has she come back yet? I thought I was reading something where they said like they had Mystique go through there on purpose because they needed her for something. Well, I know
0: she's I know she's not dead because she's gonna be part of Uncanny Spider Man where Nightcrawler is gonna be posing as Spider Man, which makes sense why he's posing as him now since he can't be um, seen as a mutant. Um, and one thing uh, that should be read was what is her mother, Righteous. Uh, Nathaniel Essex himself um, Nathaniel Essex copied himself Mr. Sinister Dr. Sasis in sorry, I can't read from where I'm at. Uh spacefaring version of himself called Orbis Celitaris. He did so because he sought to dominate all life in Sickheart. But he was all we also copied with visits of his wife Rebecca Essex. Her name was Mother Righteous and her seat of power lay on an astral on the astral plane. Not a soul alive knows why she'd stolen away and trapped Kokoa's Atlantic Island in her lantern or why. I think that's where all the gates to Krakoa
2: went. Went where?
0: Mother Stasis has them in has them in one of because she said they said. No, uh, so
2: they, they addressed this in one of the books. I forget more, which books.
0: Um Immortal X-Men.
2: She only has a part of Krakoa, like a small part of Krakoa. Yeah. Uh the gates the gates went somewhere else because wherever the fuck Exodus is is not on Kokoa.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like it looks like it could be a part like a part of it. Like she took a part of the Kokoa, like a dead like the island, like the desert part of it. And then I think she sent them there. Use her magic to send it to an, like a secluded part of, of Kokoa. And now she's just keeping it in one of her like orbs or whatever, or mm-hmm. lanterns, whatever they call them. So I think they're just on some like weird Magical plane that Mother Mother Righteous is holding because the look on her face when it happened it kind of looked like like worried. not really worried but kind of like it was secretive like like she knows something's up there and on um, the issue you're talking about was, uh, the last issue of Immortal X Men I think that was thirteen or fourteen
2: but yeah, uh, is that where uh West's face thought he owned Krakoa and had all the money and then he didn't get shit and they found yeah, out Kingpin owes
1: That was hilarious. Ah, man. Yo, Sebastian Shaw is the worst villain ever. He really is. Dude was like, here, you can have my powers.
0: And they G Wilded him. You'll get nothing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And go exploit the island, right? And then you have. Yo, listen. Orchis made a mistake, bro. Orchis made a real bad mistake. Like the mutants n- nobody cares about killing people anymore. Like like everybody's getting murdered. Yo, is the killing people? Captain America's killing people? Dog. Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride is freaking too- why is Kitty Pride being such a bitch?
2: W- what do you mean? She's <laughs> been <laughs> a bitch to K- Kamala-, Kamala Khan. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah. She's hurt.
0: Like she's yeah. like she's hurt and she feels like she failed, so she's lashing out on against everybody. Yeah.
2: Kamala not, Khan ain't do shit to her. she
0: being such an asshole to her. She is. And, but again, like hurt people, hurt people. And like she really doesn't she's like is she probably feels that like she should have been, she should have found a way to save everybody and she couldn't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, th- you know what's funny? It's her reacting to Kamala Khan is very old school Wolverine. Like, that's how yeah. he used to react to everybody. Like, but that's what how- I think is gonna happen,
1: bro. I think I don't think he's 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 Really, I don't think she really hates Kamala. Like, that wouldn't make no. sense. I like, think Brandon's right. I really think it's one of those situations like, well, I don't want you around because you're innocent and you're one of the best of us, and I don't want you to turn into me or some shit like that. Yeah, like, you're-
0: yeah I agree. I agree with what Javi's saying. I will mm-hmm. say this, though. I think Kamala is going to be the one who actually is one of the big saviors during the fall of X. I think she's, gonna, like, the way Rasputin 4 has been talking about her, it seems like she's got, like, some big crucial moment. I think that when it comes to an end, she's going to be the one who does it. And mm-hmm. there's also a series called...
2: Yeah, she's going to get her Green Lantern powers in the, in the comic books.
1: Yeah. Well, we don't know what her mutant powers are yet, right? Like, because it's not going to be, it's probably going to be similar to what we see in the show. But it's not going to be obviously it's not going to be the same. So we still don't know what the extent of her abilities are outside of her inhuman abilities that came from the Terrigen mist. So
0: yeah, okay. I'm trying to fix. There's uh, the X Men are they're doing something else and it's it's called like the new X Men or the all new X Men or all young X Men or something like that. But I really I feel that they're going to switch it up and they're going to make Kamala. Like the leader of like the new of a new X Men, or they're going to create a whole new team, and I think it's going to be Kamala, Kitty, excuse me, Kamala, Kate Pride, Logan, and probably one other like random or and a few other like random mutants. But that's supposed bro, to. But I not, love y'all you know, so who, much
2: because I was going to be at. I didn't mean to. I I just got distracted. I was going to be at this fucking game, and I didn't go because I wanted to talk to y'all, and it was worth it, even though this fucking shit was amazing. <laughs> Colorado won their first game with Deion Sanders against the Tinos in the national championship last year. That was so goddamn (laughs) random. They just had to know what the fuck was going on. Colorado went 1-11 last year. They won three games in the last three years. Deion Sanders shows up, brings his son, brings Travis Hunter, and a bunch of other people. They're playing TCU, which is right down the street from me, who was in the national championship last year, lost to Georgia, and they just beat them. 45 to that's 42 for and, and, for and so. Deion Sanders son, his first game on division one, a level just set the Colorado passing record, 510 yards and five touchdowns. Damn, Love it. This shit was Love incredible. It. Love it. Love it. And Travis Hunter, who was the number one recruit in the high school, who went to an HBCU left with Dion. He plays both ways. He played 130 snaps. He played every snap at corner and wide receiver and had two touchdowns and an interception.
0: That that's actually some Deion Sanders shit, but just kind of funny.
2: <laughs> yeah. This shit is in, this is this shit is crazy. I didn't mean to cut in. I was just watching it and they just stopped yeah. them on four for nine and took over. That's, that's, so let me ask you oh, this oh, no. about So the Fall of X, all these mini-series are four issues, like Dark X-Men, um Dark X-Men, Kamala Alpha. Khan, Alpha. Yeah, Flight. they're all they're all four issues. So, do y'all think fall? Usually, there are little things like uh, X of swords and all the different ones last like a year. Do you think this fall of X is going to be much quicker? Oh, the, big event,
1: the big event's gods. So, everything everything is okay. moving to that. Every, like, every, every, most issues, like, so, um, what do you call it? The Immortal Thor, Hulk, um, Fall of X. Couple of other books. They're all it seems like they're all Doctor Strange, they're all leading to this gods event. That seems like that's gonna be the big one that's coming up next.
0: Yeah, and I think the gods I think the first issue of Gods or whatever it is, I think it comes out um with the new issues coming out um after we after we record. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, the Alpha Flight book was pretty good too.
2: Didn't read that Did one. anybody yet. ever care about Alpha Flight? Nope. I sure hell
0: In the nineties they were pretty popular. I hated Alpha Flight. I've always hated Alpha Flight. But I bought this one just because it was like you know, Fall of X tie-in, and I actually enjoyed it. It was you could you could see where everything was going, but it was still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Are you reading Wolverine's book? Because I, I tried to, I but have. it had nothing to do with Fall of X. Not yet, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course I'm reading on Fall of X. I mean of yeah. course I'm reading um. Uh what else has been pretty good this uh, uh <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Street Fighter has been fun as hell. I
1: didn't even know that was out.
0: Yeah, the, uh, issue three just came out uh, this yeah. week. Uh, Black Panther by Al uh, Black Panther by Eve Ewing has been phenomenal. Great,
1: I love. And can we talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So, the one thing I do I, I didn't think I would like it, but I, I'm starting to actually like the concept. Mm-hmm. The fact that like they've been fleshing out Wakanda for a while now, right? But up until this point, Wakanda seemed like a utopia. I mean, other than the political stuff, right? It was pretty fucked up politically. But Wakanda seemed like one of those places, like if you live there, you're straight, like Sweden or something, right? Yeah. But the, I like about this book is that it's showing that no matter how technologically advanced your society is, no matter what form of government your society is is accustomed to, right? When your society grows, and we're learning this with Krokoa as your societies grow and, 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 and time passes by your, your systems can't account for everything. Right. And there's always going to be people that, that slide in the cracks. There's always going to be people looking for advantages. There's always going to be crime. And the fact that we're seeing black Panther as like a street level superhero for Wakanda um, dealing with Wakandan problems outside of anything that has to do with anything outside of Wakanda is pretty friggin' dope, bro. and, you know, it's, it's, you don't see a lot of unique things happening in comic books, but this is pretty dope.
0: Yeah. They even have like a, like a, like a, um, they're doing like a made man kind of thing going on. Like they're talking about old money and new money. I, I I'm really enjoying like everything about this. I'm, I really love
1: T'Challa's new, um, Black Panther suit. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Yo, I don't know if you got this reference. So the town that he's, that they're doing, that he's in, The, the I guess this could be considered the most, Crime-infested town in Wakanda. And keep in mind, like it's crime, it's it's pretty dangerous, but you know it, it you know it still has that Wakanda sheen to it. Like yeah. you see some like people, you know. Um, but the fact that that town is named after um yeah, right. And then when you look at like ta- sit like streets in the United States, like MLK Boulevard, mm-hmm. Malcolm X Boulevard, those tend to be the ones with the worst reputations. So I wonder if they oh. actually... Oh. Like, I, that's a rough... That, I, I kind of caught that. And I'm like, I wonder... That that would be pretty dope if they did that. I didn't catch that at all. I didn't Man. catch that at all.
0: Um, Brandon, you brought this up in the group chat. Um, And it's definitely something we need to talk about. Um, Iman Vellani's debut as a writer in Miss Marvel, The New Mutant, was dope as hell.
2: Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I thought... Uh, you know, obviously she has some help, but that's what happens anytime you get a new first-time writer. They always get some help. Like we see Punk um, wrote Drax. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: uh, what was it? Uh, some, uh, the other writer is Sabir. Uh, da, 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 da,
2: But she's like a big-time Marvel stand to begin with. Like she was like a huge Marvel fan, and that's she really wanted that role. And so she know I heard that she like be telling Kevin Feige about shit that they don't have to line up with the comic books and shit about other characters. I fucking and love it. So, <laughs> and so, like, of course she would be great at this. And of course she understands that character. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was great. I yeah. hope she gets... I hope Miss Marvel gets a full-time book coming out of this. Uh, and not just a mini-series. I hope. think,
0: like I said, she's going to be in the new X book. That, that is... I, I will... I that's one of my T things like she's going to be on one of the new x-men teams she's going to be the focal point i wouldn't be shocked if she was like the lead i would love to see her leading a bunch of like young x-men that we don't normally get to see like mercury and surge and rock slide not wrong slide i want to see rock slide back that was my guy um a no like characters like that like having her lead a team like that would be super dope i
2: don't think she's gonna lead anyone i think they're writing her like the new kitty pride i think they're writing her like how they wrote kitty pride and Days of Feature Pass and coming out of that, oh, how they wrote okay. Jubilee in the in the mid 90s. Like okay. I think she's gonna be that new character. Because you remember Kitty Pryde was incredibly popular when she came out. And then Jubilee in the 90s was crazy popular. Yep. And I think they're trying to do that with Miss Marvel to book in with her TV show and the movies. Because honestly, she is the second most popular new character Marvel has. Like outside of Miles Morales, she is the second most popular, like recent, you know, last 20 years character. That they yeah. got, and um, and I they speak- want to keep pushing that forward. I was saying to a buddy of mine, if they
0: didn't drop the ball with that Avengers game, Miss Marvel probably would be as popular, if not more popular, than Miles Morales. Like, because I thought yeah. that because her cat, char- like her character in the game, was super dope. It was super fun. Like the character's abilities and skills were great. It really reflected what Miss Marvel Kamala Khan does and who she is but there was just so it's it, it's fun if you like button mashers but like considering the other like comparable games that we've had like uh the arkham series and the spider-man games like that just it was just not good you know what i mean um i can't wait for that there was a really sweet moment between her and bruno and that was worth a price of admission yeah. right there um Anybody who hasn't but wants to buy Night Terrors the main series don't bother it was not worth the money. The side stories are great. The side stories are really good, but that main that main story was garbage. I was I kept putting out hope that like oh it'll be good when it ends and it was just like it just I'm not going to say it was garbage it kind of just fell flat. Like, you know what I mean? There were some good moments. There were some good things. Uh, Amanda Waller now has a couple, uh, like more magical baubles to help her fight against the Titans and all the other metahumans in the world. But it it seemed like it would have been better off if it wasn't like a complete crossover. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I think they halted most of the books over the last couple of months, because of this series, and it just,
2: mm-hmm. it just wasn't it. I've been watching YouTube videos to keep up with that because I I wasn't buying that like smart. First of all, DC I was I hated DC for the last year except for Nightwing. I just started getting into Tom King's Wonder Woman eight hundred, which was fantastic. Super the new Superman run with Joshua Williamson I'm really loving. I always love Nightwing. So I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get into this shit, and then they just stop for this bullshit.
0: Action comics has been really good as well. Um, Is it is it Rosenberg who's doing? No, I think it's Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, Chip Zdarsky is doing Batman, and he has been making Batman, He's been putting Batman through the shit. Like after Alfred died, he's just been getting worse, and like he's been getting. Did you see
2: the shit with Selena?
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be really good.
2: With Selena fucking taking all the uh henchmen, henchmen. Yep. to fucking rob rich people only.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I it's funny because part of me is like, I ain't mad at it. <laughs> but I'm also still kind of like, crime is crime. And we also know that like you teach you're teaching them how to be criminals, but that doesn't like you teach them how to be better criminals. That's not really gonna stop them. Eventually, they're gonna get greedy.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I I need to get back in my in my DC reading, but the last, no, you don't. <laughs> the, last enjoyed, the last, thing I enjoyed with DC was Deceased, which was excellent. Oh, Deceased uh-huh. was so good, so fucking good. Like I, like that was so good. But other than that, bro, I just Justice Society's
2: good. They brought them back. i mean I that's um Jeff uh, Johns is writing it, so that's been good.
0: Um uh, what uh I started World's uh Batman slash Superman World's Finest because they're re they're revisioning um. How they meet each other, and the first issue was good. But Mark Waid's uh, Mark Waid's a pretty decent writer. So, I'm not sure. I meant
2: to ask y'all, did you ever read the Grayson series? No, no did I you ever read Grayson? You want to hear something funny? I own it, I just never read it. So, I have all of those in hardcover, and I, I, because that was one of my favorite books of, of all time. And when we were moving, and I didn't have before we had the internet, I just started reading Grayson again. And god damn, that book is fucking great. That was when He's he wasn't Nightwing, right? yeah, he was a spy. And he was basically he was Grayson. He wasn't Nightwing. And it was fucking incredible. So anybody listening, go check out Grayson on the DC app or whatever the fuck you can. It's a great fucker. It's so great. I uh, forgot how great that was.
0: Before we get into my Smash or Pass segment, um both of you guys ran all the third issue of Ultimate Invasion, right? Yes. Yes. What'd y'all think about that? Because I know the first thing I said, first thing I did before I even finished the book, I was like. I need y'all's opinion on what Reed Richards and the rest of their, like, I guess, if you want to call them like an Illuminati or a uh, Cobalt, 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 Cobalt of, um, huh? Cabal. Cabal. Thank you very much. Uh, And Cabal of like nations, what they were doing and like taking turns on who would be the evil person here. And I was just like, and I asked you like, you know, why do you guys feel about that? And
2: what do you guys think? When you say Reed Richards, you mean the maker. Yes, sorry, the maker. Okay. Yes. Uh. So one, Jonathan Hickman is the best writer of all time, in my opinion. The uh, I can't like. <laughs> I can't explain. Like, if he just puts his name on it, I will purchase it. I don't give a fuck who it is or what it is. Secondly, that shit was fucking wild. That mm-hmm. that was very like some political diplomatic book Like shit. Like we're gonna we're gonna cause this fucking. Uh, we're gonna be the villain of the world, yeah. You know, we're gonna be Russia, and then Russia is gonna spend the next 20 years apologizing, and then we're gonna be you know Brazil, and then they're gonna spend the next year's apologizing, and then we're gonna, you know, that shit was kind of crazy about that. The maker is a fucking demon because on that first <laughs> issue, right? They show like all the people. In the universe that he's like basically Either got control of or that's like Deceased or that's like not a Factor in that universe and he Basically set it up in a way Where he can just run shit Like however the fuck he wants To run shit but he's Very arrogant right even regular Reed Is arrogant so He's going to make a
1: mistake he's Reed with no Moral with no moral Compass at all
2: yeah he's Going to fuck up and make a mistake With one of these things Uh, So I'm interested to see where he fucks up at, but not yet. He hasn't fucked
1: up. Well, the thing is, so the interesting part about this whole cabal that's set up, so real quickly, um, the maker set up um, a system in which the world can rally against an enemy of their choosing. Um, So one country for a few years or whatever will be like the enemy of the world. So instead of the people focusing on what's actually happening, they're focused on this one enemy. Um, and then they just kind of switch up who's the enemy of the world, ever yeah. so often. The uh, interesting, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. The, the interesting thing about that is like, it's one of those things where a lot of people believe the world actually works like that. And it's not entirely wrong, <laughs> right? It's not entirely wrong, but it's totally wrong at the same time. Yeah, right? So, um in the real world, right? Like people tend to get distracted. It's not necessarily manufactured that way. It's just the way like how all of our all of our differing political systems and agendas tend to coalesce into like this this soup of diplomacy and war and whatever and everything in between that. Now, what's interesting is that the maker was able to harness that natural cycle in a way in which he's able to control the hearts and minds of the people of that world, right? In a way in which it doesn't seem too evil. Like, like it's, that, in a lot of ways, that world seems a lot more peaceful than the normal 616.
0: Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Right?
1: And it just so happens to be controlled by probably the most evil person this Ever- side of Doctor Doom. Ever- right, yeah. Ever- I don't, but you know pretty- the funny thing about it is, is
0: I don't really look at Dr. Doom as evil. He is just super misguided because there was an issue with the Fantastic Four, another issue I was like, yo, Javi, you need to read this. When Dr. Doom found out that no matter what he did, the outcome of what Reed Richards did was right, and there was nothing right. he could do to change it. He kept going further back in time and everything, and he kept losing, and he couldn't accept the fact that he lost. It was just like, oh, I lost. And that was it. Like, the
1: Maker would destroy the world to
0: prove that he was right.
1: Well, and, and I'll go to this too. I think some, and I, I, this is kind of a tangent, but it's, I was going to compare the Maker to a couple of other villains. Like, the Maker as a villain is written so well. As a villain, that in order for their plans not to work, like the universe literally has to work against them. Yeah. Doom is one way, the maker's one. Way. Like, like there's no reason why the maker can't just chill in this universe of his creation and just whatever. But for some reason, he's gonna do something crazy that's gonna like invite people from other multiverses to like fuck up his plans.
0: Yeah, yeah he's right. a walking, he's a walking what if comic book.
1: Yeah, essentially. Um but I think it's like that, that kind of like, I, I liked it a lot. Like, like again, Hickman is a nope, genius, bro. He's a genius and like his political, his political commentary. I, I, I fear it sometimes because in a way it's a oversimplification and it does kind of like give a just, it, it, it kind of justifies some people's worst impulses and ideas when it comes to how governments work. Um, because it's not totally off it just takes what we have in reality and twists it or takes it to its extreme um but it makes for excellent writing bro and if you're really into politics and stuff like that it's some of the best writing it's some of the best stuff you, you you'll be able to like get your hand on when it, in in the comic book form so i like, agree it's and
2: and jonathan hickman is very much into politics like i listened to his interview on sabrebro go yeah. listen to sabrebro to hear jonathan Hickman talk talk about politics and how he grew up in south carolina (laughs) he grew up in south carolina and that's a big thing to him and he he got mad about like people complaining about politics being in in books and he was like i'm gonna put politics in all of my books and he says (laughs) i i started this as orcas being a fascist organization and i want people to know that is a fascist organization, and I'm going to mm-hmm. use examples from what's going on today to have Orcus do that shit so people know that we got fascism going on in real life. And Orcus yeah. is trying to be like that, like he was very clear and like what his plan was when he started the X Men, uh, with that. And so, same thing with this, like it's very clear what he's saying and what argument he's trying to make. It's also like very similar to the Injustice World, where it's like the Justice World was completely safe too because superman led by fear and, and took all the nukes from everybody and made sure nobody could do shit right and so like they didn't have much violence uh either and you see that in a lot of comic books like we just talked about with the uh catwoman series right Catwoman's was crime is down like 70 percent in gotham because catwoman took all the henchmen who were just working for these bad guys for money a lot of them and basically said, here's what we're gonna do y'all listen to me you can't fuck with no middle class people, you can't fuck with no poor people, and you can't kill people. But you can rob the fuck out of any rich person you want to rob because it's a victimless crime. Because if they have $10 million and you steal one million, they're gonna be just fine the next day. No one's mm-hmm. gonna be hurt, and you'll be just fine. Uh but the problem, you know, and so crime went down. But what happened? You know, one of the rich people had a fucking gun. And when they got ran up on by a henchman, they shot that nigga. (laughs) So he couldn't because they they knew that he couldn't shoot them. The rich person, the rich woman knew they wouldn't shoot them because that's their rules that they can't kill nobody. So she pulled the strap out and shot them. And so that's what pissed Batman off because Batman was like, I knew this shit couldn't fucking last. And it's true, like even when you do these things, like part the biggest problem with the world is just people, right? So you Mm -hmm. can try all these things and control these things and it'll work for a while but eventually people are going to people
1: yeah. and that's what happens with all these books and i think you see that with hickman you see that so clearly and that's why you can tell when somebody actually like understands politics in their writing and you could tell hickman understands it cuz if you ask anybody who's like a political science nerd they're not going to blame necessarily government or like the illuminati they're going to put a lot of, like, the blame of what's happening in the world on us, on just individuals, like, our own our own instincts and agendas all working for and against each other. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's... Well, it's, any problems you see in the world today, bro, like, look in the mirror. That's what I was going to say.
0: From what... Mm-hmm. Just, like, from... For as long as me and Javi have been brothers, and the same thing goes for you, Brandon, one of the things that I've noticed with, poly, with anybody when it comes to, like, a, when they're a political science major, they put the earnest on... On their selves like you know what i mean it's like a lot of like self-reflection on like what can i do what can i do as opposed to just pointing the figure at pointing the finger at somebody knowing mm-hmm. not not with not pointing the finger at somebody because that doesn't really do much of anything like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's like am i a conspiracy theorist Fuck yes <laughs> like 100 percent. but i also understand that there there's a lot of things going on that like i can change and i things i can do and i do the best i can to do it so mm-hmm. But that but that's also coming. A lot of that has to deal with has to do with the fact of like a lot of that has to do with the conversations I've had with y'all. Mind you, I haven't started drinking yet, so this is just my normal. <laughs> <laughs> um uh I gotta start getting ready to go, but before we okay. leave, I do want to play a game of um Smash or Pass. Oh, Javi, I'm sending you two names to look up for the Smasher Pass because you're not gonna know who either one of them are. Um are y'all ready? Yes. Uh, smash a pass, Sonya Blade.
2: What, what does Sonya Blade look like? So, looks like the chick from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I know, but she looks different in every game. Which one? We'll, we'll go. With some the, of them are more smashable than others. To be quite honest,
0: we'll go with the uh the MK11 version.
2: Uh no, I'll pass. Which
0: is essentially just Ronda Rousey. <laughs> um. Let's see, Javi, what do you got? Yes, smash the pass.
2: Also, MK1 comes out in two weeks and it looks unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I can't fucking wait. You see? <laughs> That's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Melina without the
1: dental issues. Uh, So, Sonya Blade, smash the pass. Oh, Sonya Blade. I thought you, I'm thinking, um,
2: you think Katana. Katana.
1: Yeah. Oh, so yeah, hell yeah. So, smash.
2: Okay. Uh, Chun li Yes. 100% smash. Just this is easy. Out. Not comic book, Jessica Jones. Uh, Christian Ritter. Christian Ritter is probably the
1: only skinny chick I find attractive, so yes. I would, I would actually rather the comic book.
0: Yeah, I'm with Javi, I'm much rather the comic book version. Uh, Barbara Gordon. Uh,
2: yeah, I gotta. Redheads are kind of cool, she looks fun.
0: I kind of feel like Javi would say Smash, but they end up talking, um. Nurtured so much until they both fell asleep.
2: Yeah. I I, mean, if she's good enough for Nightwing, she's good enough for me.
1: Even though though her dad's a cop. Smash. (laughs) Uh,
0: Domino and Deadpool 2.
1: Oh.
2: What kind of question is that? Zazie Zazie Beats?
0: Zazie Beats is actually number one on my list. Like, she's... I love everything about Zazie Beats. She's, like, number one on my list.
2: Uh, Jean Grey.
1: Smash, comic book sure.
2: Jean Grey. Yes, Sophie Turner. Hmm, not so much. I'm, nah. I'm, I'm I'm going the exact
0: opposite of what I, um dude, I'm going, uh, smashing Sophie Turner and passing on Jean Grey.
1: Nah, but so man, listen, I I, I have a weakness for tall women, and I think she's I think she's approaching six feet. So, uh, so
0: five, hell yeah, seven, man. five seven. I don't ask me why I know that. Um,
1: Who's five I seven?
0: Uh huh. Who's five seven? Jean Grey. No, Sophie Turner. Oh, so, really? She's yeah, five, Sophie five.
2: Turner's tall. Yeah, she's tall.
0: Oh, shit, really? I'm about to Sophie Turner height. Sorry, my phone's doing that thing. Yeah, she's 5'9". Mm, she's
1: tall. She's tall, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh I know I know. Javi's answer to this, but I was trying to just ask
2: Brandon. Uh, Emma Frost. Yeah, Emma Frost is a MILF. She's got big, fake titties, blonde hair. She's <laughs> like a MILF <laughs> from Brazzers. <laughs>
1: Uh, hobby with an attitude though with the like like just, it's not even about that for me bro like yo um bro I love her so much uh
0: this this I did a podcast on my we should actually we actually need to redo read. we need to do this I did my top 100 comic book characters of all time mm. <laughs> I need to do this with y'all just so y'all can tear it apart um someone called Emma Frost to step on me queen and I can't unsee it it's the funniest shit ever bro oh,
1: bro I would be her sub bro
0: um
1: Laura Croft. Yo, we talking about Triangle triangle Titty Laura Croft? (laughs) I'm okay on Laura
2: Croft. I'm good on
1: Laura.
2: (laughs) And Angelina Jolie. Good on her, too.
0: I'm with you on that. I'm with you there. Um, I will say the one in the new movie was hot as hell, though. That movie wasn't even bad either. I really liked that movie. But I knew no one was going to go see it.
1: Bro, but Laura Croft's the colonizer, oh, she goes into indigenous areas and steals <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. The Anche, old Laura Croft. The Anche's new Laura British. Croft, not so much.
0: she's British uh, on top of that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, the new games, they tried to fix that.
0: Um, Rhea Ripley.
2: Uh a hundred and thousand and twenty million percent. Did you just see what Rhea Ripley put on Twitter?
0: Uh no, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see it right now. She
2: said, She's sitting, they have the pay per view tonight. So, she, you know, you know how they have those special fold up chairs like around the ring, then like the first seven rows or something. Yeah, her face is on the chair. And she says, Congrats to the lucky person who gets to sit on my face tonight.
0: <laughs> Yo, you know what I love about Rhea Ripley? Her and Bailey, they understand what people think about them. Like, I posted a picture of, um, Rhea Ripley on the uh, Band Smack Pal Instagram page, just for like, you know, just random character. And and somebody posted, crush me queen. And I busted out laughing.
2: Well, you know, I don't know if if Rhea realized this, but like, someone posted a picture on their Instagram of like a picture of Rhea Ripley that they like jerked off on. And then tagged her. And then she shared it in her fucking story. And then people kept telling her like, That's somebody jerking off on your picture. And she left it up there for like eight hours or like 12 hours or a day or something like that. I don't know what happened,
1: but like, so I I don't know if she knew it or didn't know it.
2: (laughs) I firmly believe she doesn't
0: give a shit, but somebody in her like team was like, look, I know you don't care, but you still got to take it down.
2: Did you see Bailey's picture at the Beyonce concert?
0: Of course I saw Bailey's picture at the Beyonce concert. Of course I saw it. You' kidding me? I saw it on Twitter, and then like eight other people sent it to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, I've been a Bailey fan for years, so I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Uh, Javi, uh, smash a pass, rear Ripley.
1: I went from terrified. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, you, you, um, yeah. you had a Mitch McConnell moment for a second.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I'm go- I'm going through her pictures right now because you just sent it to me, and I went from. Terrified to um I think I'm in love. Yeah. And you know what else I
0: love about it? Like I love when she like whenever she pins a woman, like it looks like she's fucking a missionary. I don't know, bro. Um, yeah, she Rhea does Ripley- do that. Yeah, Rhea Ripley's on my list though. She and and she's embracing that like, everyone knows how hot she is. Uh I'm
1: afraid, I'm afraid to stay past. Like I, I think like I feel like she would find me and beat me up, and then I'd fall in love even more. <laughs>
0: uh lastly bianca belair of course no no yes that's the one
1: thank you for (laughs) introducing me to her yes
0: yo bianca belair is that girl though but she's that woman she's her yeah
1: she's 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 she she, she, yeah Yeah, yes sorry i'm sorry to yell but yeah she's she's stunning all
0: right before we go something we haven't done in a while uh brandon give us something we should be reading
2: Void rivals.
0: Oh God, that's so good! Thank you again. By the way,
2: I just read issue three. It was fantastic. That the ending <laughs> hurt my heart. Yeah, I want to know why the fuck she did that shit. Uh, uh, I don't know. We'll
0: we'll find out. <laughs> it is it's sad because it's actually making me want to read the rest of the Transformers stuff too.
2: Oh, also read Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and I'm so mad I cannot tell old man what just happened. Um, uh, how many issues? Because... Are there, man? Uh a hundred and something. Jeez. I think it's like a hundred and
0: eight. The, the new run.
2: Yeah. It just I... happened. I mean, I'm so mad. I just want to tell you what happened. It does I don't think it would spoil anything, but what happened was like the coolest shit. They had a splash page on the last issue. That was like the coolest shit I've ever seen in Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm catching up little by little. Like I just finished the
0: um the um the Drago is that his name evil Tommy yeah the time Lord Dragon yeah what was it called he was super popular they were gonna do a movie with him what was the name of that run called hobby um like voice shattered uh yeah finished shattered grid is that is what you're talking about now is that all still connected to that as well yeah, it's all the same series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then I'll, yeah, I should actually. I might be catching up sooner than you think, but uh, I'll make it a point to kind of get through that. I also read um Teenage Power Rangers, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that's actually su- it's super fun. Mm-hmm.
2: They're doing the Last Ronin too. That's coming back. Yeah, uh, they've already with started the, like,
0: with the new turtle, like the new one, um, the new um, turtles. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing a game for that too.
2: So That's exciting. Uh,
1: Javi, give us something to read. So I have one thing to read and one thing to watch. Um, the one thing to read, we talked about it today, Ultimate Invasion. Um, I think the ultimate universe was severely underrated. Um, not necessarily due to what like the content, but the characters um and some of the story plots that came out of there that carry on to today. Um, and I'm glad to see that it's not necessarily the same universe, but I'm glad to see kind of that that feel coming back, um, and the maker, um, him and doom, you know, two of my favorite villains. So yeah. I'm enjoying that. And then to watch, um, one piece, bro, I was, I'm delightfully surprised, bro. Um, one piece on Netflix probably I'm enjoying that out of any of the anime. It's kind of related cause it's related to mangas, but out of all the live action manga anime remakes that Netflix did, this might be the best, bro.
0: Uh, Brandon, you got anything to watch?
2: Uh My Adventures of Superman. Yeah,
0: hey, you've been you've been praising that. Uh so my it's pick, is the for,
2: best shit of all time.
0: My two things to read. Um, Immortal Thor, number one, was fantastic. Yes. Uh, Loki is essentially non-binary, a non-binary god. Uh, I love it that Thor is just kind of embracing it and FanDrill is embracing it. Um, whole is just, you know, grim ass. You know what I mean? So that was cool. Um, and I'm looking, I'm I am looking i can not wait to see who Thor fights next. Because whoever these older gods are, they don't look like they're to be fucked with. Um, the other thing to read, Alyssa Wong's Deadpool. It's the best Deadpool series since Jerry Duggan started. Um, as of now, it's in my top three. It's Duggan way than Alyssa Wong's. Non binary writer created a non binary partner for Deadpool. You get a Deadpool symbiote dog. It's Deathstroke becomes like a dog auntie. It's, it's everything about that is, is super dope. Um, in terms of things to watch, huh? I don't know. Really, um, Minx. I haven't finished it. No, actually, not Minx. Uh, Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones is probably the best thing on TV
2: right now. I'm glad you finally started watching it. What do you mean started watching I've been watching it since season one. Oh, I haven't heard you say anything about it. i oh, did a no. whole Brandon podcast recommended that strength, Gemstones. Like, 20
1: times, you didn't say nothing. <laughs> what happened? Brandon recommended that show like 20 times. Mean, Liam, that's one of those shows I can't watch
0: without Maria. That's like grounds for divorce.
2: That's a a whole podcast on Righteous Gemstones. In fact, we got we had some old lady, old white lady, call up and leave us a voicemail about how much she loved the fucking show. <laughs> Which is so weird that righteous gemstones brings like a 69-year-old white lady to listen to a, <laughs> a podcast with two black people
0: talking yo, about righteous gemstones. Yo, righteous gemstones it, it's it's perfection. So far, my so far the my three favorite things this year, show-wise, has been swarm. Righteous Gemstones, and Beef. Those are like my, my three favorite shows this year so far. Like, Beef was... I... I uh, it was a Steven Young and um, Ali Wong killed that show. Yeah. I, I yeah.
1: Good movie. Um, and I, Ali, Ali Wong is my celebrity crush, so, you know, I watched
0: that. Yo, someone called Ali Wong Asian as Angela Bassett, and I busted out laughing.
1: Yeah. So I gotta tell the wife this. Sorry. Yo, Shanice. Sorry. Sorry, the wife is hi everybody. This is the wife. Somebody called Ali Wong the Asian Angela Bassett.
2: <laughs> Who's Ali Wong? Uh oh. Asian Asian comedian. She
0: was um starring in Beef. Uh, stand up comedian. She's super great. She's super, she's super
1: funny. Um her stand-up is she has two stand-up specials. Why yeah. she's been pregnant. Oh, yeah. Two when she's pregnant. Yeah. What was two, it? Like, she's cold Cobra. Pregnant. Baby Cobra, and yeah. I don't remember the last one was, but bro, yeah, like, like I, you put me on because it was
0: funny. Like, I thought she was okay, but then you put me on to the third one she did, and I watched it and laughed my ass off. She's back, a beast,
1: bro. She's it, a went, beast. I went
0: back and watched the other two and loved them.
1: She might be one of the funniest people in America, bro. Like, at least top five.
0: Um, there was a comedian that I've interviewed on the show a bunch of times, Slade Ham, and he was talking about how she was, she was used to open up for him. And he keeps mm-hmm. was, was talking about how like how proud of her he was he was because like she was one of the few comedians that was like I guess like a delightful person. Mm-hmm. And that made me happy knowing that like somebody like you know that you like was like you know would be like a good person. Yo, like I'm gotta-
1: I'm generally like I generally like in, I'm in love with her. Like my, my wife know like it's it's common knowledge. Like I'm a married man, I would never cheat on my wife, I'll never whatever. But I was so happy when I found out she got divorced because I it was like <laughs> which is horrible. I'm a horrible human being for that, but you get what I'm trying to say. All
0: right. Uh, before we go, there's something I've been trying to do that I keep forgetting to do, but um, I want to do a word of the day or word of the week before I go. And today's word is churlish. Churlish. C-H-U-R-L-I-S-H. Rude in a mean-spirited or surly way. And surly way. It seems churlish to complain, if you want to put it in a sentence. So, yeah. That's my word of the day. Or the week, whatever it is. I haven't figured out what it's gonna be, but you know, it is what it is. I have a I have word literally of the show. Have, huh? Word of the show. Word of the show. Thank you. There we go. I have twenty four pages of words that I wanna remember. And that's that. So thank you everybody for listening. As always, be excellent to each other. And don't forget to follow Brandon on that cool black nerd on Twitter. Um have you started your Osoka podcast yet? Yes. Uh, what's we it called? Rebels. We was
1: rebels. Uh, Yo, I don't know when you guys record, and I don't have any time for anything. But bro, I, <laughs> if you need, bro, I need to be on one of those episodes. I just want to say.
0: Okay. Well, we're gonna. Well, we're gonna do a um an a a a wrap up on here, so which I actually can't wait for it. I'm actually gonna watch. I'm gonna start watching I'm, Clone Wars. Shine. I'm gonna start watching Clone Wars next week too.
2: Guess what we're doing next, old man? The uh G the G men. Spinoff. Dog, I need to be involved in that. <laughs> yeah, we will. When does that
0: start? I think that starts soon, right? It starts at the end of the month, September 29th. Okay. Uh, what is it called? Um, Gen V. Yeah, Gen V. Yeah, I'm I'm all in. It's, like you said, yes, September 29th. And soon after that, Rick and Morty starts. I mean, Javi are gonna be doing uh uh episode episodical breakdowns of Rick and Morty. Um yeah. and as always, be excellent to each other. Peace. Damn it, Wade!